You're listening to Fly By Night, a podcast by FedEx Pilots for FedEx Pilots. Brought to you by the FedEx Master Executive Council of the Airline Pilots Association. And now, here's your host, MEC Communications Chair, Captain Chris Lee. My guests today are R&I Committee Chair, Captain Kevin Biggins, and R&I Committee Member, First Officer James Olson. Thanks for coming. Hey, thanks for having us, Chris. Thanks. Before we begin, can you tell the pilots your goals for this education series? And also, what are some of the topics you'll be covering throughout the series? Yeah, Chris, so the primary goal of this education series is to ensure that our pilots are well-informed and engaged as we continue contract negotiations. Fairly recently, the MEC tasked the RNI committee and me, specifically the RNI chair, to develop an education series to distribute to the crew force. And the reason is clear. It's, it's vital for our pilots to understand what we currently have in retirement benefits and other options available, and also the pros and cons associated with each of these options as we move forward into negotiations. In this education series, we'll dive deeper into various retirement topics, providing pilots with a comprehensive overview of their retirement options available. It's also important to understand today that the, there's a difference between contractual agreements and federal law, and much of what we're going to talk about today in retirement is governed by federal law under the IRS and also the Employee Retirement Income Security Act, or ERISA. Kevin, talk about the specific topics we'll be covering in this episode. Yeah, we'll start discussing our current retirement plans we have now at FedEx. As most of us already know, we have both a defined contribution, or DC, plan and a defined benefit, or DB, plan for short. To start off, we'll um, discuss the defined contribution plan first. Uh, With defined contribution plans, there are both employee and employer contributions that can be made to an individual account on behalf of the employee. And just so people know what we're talking about, when you talk about the DC plan, that's the PRSP, correct? Yes, it's the Pilot's Retirement Savings Plan. It's a fancy term for a 401k. Through the PRSP, our pilots have control over how their contributions are invested, and they receive non-elective contributions. This means the company contributes this amount regardless of any pilot deferrals. What's the non-elective contribution we receive in the PRSP? 9%. Uh, We receive this percentage of our pensionable earnings up to the maximum IRS limit, which is $345,000 in 2024. This means the maximum amount of money the company can contribute is $31,050. And that IRS limit, that changes every year, right? Correct. It does index up over time. Uh, in 2023, it was 330, so it increased by $15,000 from this year to 24. So you take that that nine uh, percent of $345,000, that comes up to $31,050. That's the most amount of money the company will contribute into your PRSP for 2024. These contributions are invested. Uh, they typically grow over time through market returns. The final retirement benefit is determined by how much money has accumulated in the account. What are the strengths of our PRSP? Yeah, so some of the strengths of the PRSP are it receives preferential tax treatment. Money is 100% invested. The pot controls how it's invested. There is a non-elective contribution. Also, we have an in-plan conversion feature. Additionally, there's portability, meaning that the money in your account you can take with you whenever you leave and roll into an IRA as desired. Also, there are several ways to contribute to the plan. What ways can pilots contribute to our PRSP? So first, there's pre-tax contributions, and those are contributed before taxes, which can reduce your taxable income. The earnings will grow tax-deferred, 
and the distribution at retirement is taxable. With Roth contributions, the contributions are made after tax, the earnings grow tax-free, and the distribution at retirement is tax-free. And then finally, after-tax contributions are contributed after taxes, the earnings grow tax-deferred, and the distribution of earnings at retirement is taxable. That's assuming you don't do an in-plan conversion. Well, so what does an in-plan conversion actually mean? Yeah, so with an in-plan conversion, um, that feature, you can convert some or all of your plan earnings to Roth contributions. Uh, The benefit of this feature is the amount you converted will not be taxable upon distribution. However, keep in mind, you will have to pay taxes on any of the pre-tax converted amounts. Is there anything else that's important for pilots to know about the PRSP? Yeah, the PRSP offers you the option to roll out your funds to another IRS-approved account, like an IRA, should you leave FedEx or when you retire. These funds can continue to grow during retirement, uh, which could create a significant legacy for your heirs, such as your children or grandkids. Well, let's talk now about some of the weaknesses of the PRSP. So while the PRSP has many strengths, there are some weaknesses that we have to talk about. One significant factor to keep in mind is that if your pay or credit hours decrease, so would your contributions to the PRSP. So that means if your income reduces for any reason or you're a quality of life pilot and you fly less than your BLG, your retirement savings could be reduced. How does this work for pilots who are on long-term disability? Yeah, Chris, so a lot of people don't realize this, but um, if you are out on long-term disability, in that case, you will not be able to save any of your money into the PRSP. Company money or your own could not be contributed in that scenario. Are there any other weaknesses? Yeah, unlike a DB plan, there is no minimum benefit in retirement. So what you will receive is ultimately dependent on the performance of your investments and what percentage of your income was contributed to the PRSP throughout your career. This introduces market and investment risk directly to you. And then lastly, uh, the PRSP is subject to IRS limits in our contract, both for contributions and compensation. So James, how does this compare to a defined benefit plan? A defined benefit plan, as the name implies, provides employees with a predetermined benefit upon retirement. The benefit's usually based on a formula that's calculated using years of service and or employee earnings. Under our current formula, the maximum pension benefit is $130,000 a year. Okay, well, let's pivot now and focus on the legacy pension plan. Talk some about the strengths of our legacy pension plan. Yeah, so the legacy pension plan has many strengths. First, the plan provides a defined benefit in retirement that you will receive until you pass away. Uh, This does offer financial security in retirement um, by removing any concern you might have of running out of money during your retirement years. Also, the company in the legacy pension plan is responsible for funding the plan, and they do bear all of the investment risk. This allows for a good quality of life throughout the pilot's career. Uh, For instance, in a legacy pension plan, you only need five years in your final average earnings to meet or exceed the FAE cap, that's the final average earning cap, for you to enjoy your full benefit of your pension. That assumes that you accrue the maximum years of service, which, as most of us know, is 25 years. Well, what are some of the potential weaknesses or drawbacks of the legacy pension plan? There's inflation risk, our contractual caps, and then there's bankruptcy risk. Inflation risk is probably the biggest factor to consider. A legacy pension plan does not include a cost of living adjustments or COLAs, which most private employers don't offer. So what that means is the real value of your pension can erode over time due to inflation. So for example, in 25 years at 3% inflation, which is the historical average, the pension could be worth roughly half of what it is at the start of your career. 
Additionally, the legacy pension has contractual caps on both the FAE, or your final average earnings, as well as your years of service. The FAE cap is at $260,000, and the years of service is capped at 25. So once you hit these caps and you're at full retirement age, you're no longer accruing your future benefits. So you're essentially working for a discount. And this obviously could be exacerbated if age 67 retirement becomes a reality in the future. We hear a lot of pilots talk about bankruptcy risk. Can you talk about that some? Sure, Chris. While our pension is well-funded, it is worth talking about bankruptcy risk since we're talking about retirement projecting 25 years or more into the future. So the pension is insured by the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation, or PBGC. However, most likely it's going to be insured at a lower amount. So for example, in 2024, the PBGC maximum pension for pilots at age 55 is around $38,000, and at age 65 is $85,000. So uh, it's good that it's insured, but it's obviously at a lower amount than we would expect. And also keep in mind, these numbers would be locked in uh, at the year of the plan termination and would not adjust with inflation. Well, is there anything else you'd like to talk about in regards to the pension plan? Yeah, you need to keep in mind there's no option to pass money down to your heirs, such as your children. So once you and your spouse pass away, the money stops. So should tragedy befall you shortly after retirement, a lot of monetary value that otherwise could be available perhaps in another plan to your family or estate, this could be lost forever. So it's some incentive to stay alive with a pension. Maybe put down the cheeseburgers, go for a jog, but it's something to consider when you're comparing your retirement options. Well, Kevin, are there any other retirement plans you'd like to talk to the pilots about? Uh, yeah, Chris, we have, uh, as everyone knows now, the Legacy Pension Plan and our PRSP, the Pilot Retirement Savings Plan, and they're both qualified plans. We hear qualified plans a lot. Can you tell the pilots exactly what that means? Yeah, of course. So qualified plans are required to meet IRS requirements to receive that tax preferential treatment. Uh, also with these plans, assets are held in a trust and they are not subject to creditors. Since our legacy pension plan is subject to the IRS limits, we also have two non-qualified plans to help protect the pension plan from these limits. They essentially ensure you will receive your full benefit. Well, as a reminder, this is just part one of this retirement education series. Are there any final thoughts you'd like to share with the pilots? Yes, having both a defined contribution and a defined benefit plan provides pilots with options and a diversified approach to their retirement planning. It's like having a balanced investment portfolio. This allows us to leverage the strengths of one plan while mitigating the respective weaknesses of the other. Yeah, and we hope we made it clear today that there's no one-size solution that fits all. You should also remember that planning for retirement is a critical aspect of your financial future. Um, as always, we say at r it's prudent to seek advice from a financial advisor and to make informed decisions that align with your unique circumstances and goals. Well, Kevin, James, thanks again for coming. And thanks for listening. If you have any questions, please go to our website, fdx.alpa.org, and utilize the DART link. And as always, be safe out there, and we'll see you next time.